At the center of the augmented reality industry lies one company. It's Gravity Jack. And they've been the secret pioneer in the augmented reality and virtual reality space since the early 2000s. Gravity Jack has worked with a plethora of Fortune 500 companies to create the augmented reality experiences you've seen and used today. And after a long wait, they've finally begun their first ever public stock offering. Gravity Jack invites you to join them. They'll continue to be at the center. Find them on startengine.com. You got there, Gabe. My my producer gave me. I wanted tea this morning, and he's like, "Drink out of my teacup. <laughs> Drink out of my uh, my china." Is that a no? My no china, it's a no, no quarter no. member teacup. No, yeah, it is, it is. no. Yeah, you know what? Hold you on. You can buy it for two thousand dollars online. Don't blame the producer. <laughs> you actually took the cup and drank out of it. Yeah, because this is he, on you. That's such no. It, don't don't do the effeminate thing. Everybody do. This is somebody else's fault. No, this is your fault. All this right here is all of your making fault. Making excuses. Yeah, yeah, this is what I, Adam did the first abdicated. time in the garden. Happy Thanksgiving week. Welcome to Cross Baltic on the Five Laugh Feeds Network. Pastor Toby Chalk Knox on the Water Boy, and we got we got. Did you hear Chat Knox is back in the? Studio. Chocolate Knox is yeah. back. Chocolate Knox. I was good to be back, back home. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Welcome back, yeah. man. Thank you. Arizona. And then we got, Welcome of course, back. Good Brother. Welcome back. Real time. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, and we got the Good Brother from another mother, Dr. Jared Longshore. Yes. In the studio, man. Good to have you again. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> you got Earl Grey or chamomile in there. <laughs> Don't. Um, <laughs> hang on. Hang on. It better be uh, Earl Grey. Stronger. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh my goodness! I'm glad people oh. listening to this can't see this. Oh, okay, he just drilled all I just, himself. I just gurgled. All right, it's uh, definitely like some sort of gray. Spe- <laughs> Speaking of help us, yeah, uh, public houses or pubs Ooh. are not just places to drink beer, wine, cider, or effeminate tea. <laughs> Even something a little stronger, maybe. It's also a unique social center. <laughs> That's not how you spell center, unless you're from England. Very often, the focus of community life in villages, towns, and cities throughout the length and breadth of the world. Whoa. We here at Cross Politics hope to emulate that for you and yours. That's why you should grab yourself a pub, pub membership with Cross Politic. We have a lot of big projects we're working on behind the scenes, and we need you on this ride with us. So pull up a chair, grab a pint, or a, a cup of tea, I guess. Mm. And join us on this ride at fightlaughfeast.com. That's fightlaughfeast.com. Join the pub. That's uh, how you can support us. If you if you want to see more of this happening, yep. um, that's the way. You, the best way you can support us: become a pub member, uh, unlock all that. Um, there, there, there's some some um, stuff on the on the pub TV app. Yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There's a bunch of free stuff on there, including right now a bunch of stuff from Nancy Wilson. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Go watch yeah. that. Uh, that's all. Hey, for didn't us. you do a whole sit down and talk with um, Pastor Wilson and, and Nancy Wilson um, during COVID on? Yeah, we, we released that. What was that? What was it? Uh, it was you and Jenny. Yeah, so, well, uh, on marriage. On marriage. Oh, mar- mar- yeah. marriage and raising yeah. kids. Yeah. yeah, you guys, you forgot all about uh, that. Know. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I'm sure it's great. <laughs> Every time I talk to the Wilsons, it's great. Yeah, Willie um, uh So, anyways, check out um, Pub TV. Uh, search it on your your favorite app store or Fight Laugh Feast. Download the app and join the pub. Get access to all uh, all the uh, content there. Jared. Glad to have you back on the show. Jared Longshore serves as associate pastor at Christ Church in Moscow, Idaho. Mm. 
he took over my job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he recently Toby got squeezed out. <laughs> like like Tucker calls. Let's, let's start a new uh, a new uh, <laughs> new rumor. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no. 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 Let's get let's like, get through these like, first. Like, like we need. Uh, yeah. Like we more need rumors. More. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, he recently has been appointed fellow of theology and undergraduate dean of New St Andrews College and is the professor of freshman theology. Jared is married to Heather, and they have seven children, and he is the author of a brand new book, The Case uh, for the Christian Family. So thanks for coming back I thought you were going to say The Case for Christian Nationalism. No. It's basically, that's kind of what it is. It's even better. Before we get here, though, I want to know, what kind of stuff are you guys pumping in those freshmen? What kind of theology y'all pumping in them freshmen over there in SA? Is it pretty much that book? It's pretty much this book. Oh, really? Well, I mean, not exactly, but undergraduate dean they so, have to read that book that's the so thing the professors get to any, do the professors are like you this is what this. you get to read yeah the book that we wrote so um so do you get the you got like unlimited power to kick out any student you want and say <laughs> i mean undergraduate student that is um, i am clothed in immense power wow immense <laughs> <laughs> immense power <laughs> Apply uh, NSA. It's yes. <laughs> a little nervous. <laughs> it's an Abe Lincoln quote. Uh, well, yeah. So, um, why why do you need to make a case for the Christian family? I mean, doesn't everybody believe in the Christian family? Everybody believes in the Christian family. Like Christian national. Like, 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 no, they don't. No, they do not what, believe in the what, Christian what family. What is the case that you're making? The covenantal solution for the dissolving American family. That's the subtitle. And uh, I've talked about this at different places at different times. And Jeff Schaefer and I had a long conversation about it that's on the internet somewhere. Yeah, but the, the, the Pavin v. Smith case is really the fun place to jump in. And that's this very interesting case between two lesbian women in Arkansas. And this is post Obergefell. So um, the Supreme, the, the Supreme Court like already that. said, like, you have yeah. to grant all the rights of regular marriage to these this homosexual mirage thing. And in Arkansas, there was uh, two lesbian ladies, one lady artificially inseminated with a random man's sperm. Yeah. And she's listed as a mother on the birth certificate. And they said, we want this other lady who has no biological connection to the child. And Christianly speaking, has no actual marriage covenantal relationship right. to the child. We don't believe that that's wedlock. Right. And uh, they said, but well, we want her to be listed as a parent. And Arkansas said, nothing doing. We're not going to do that. Arkansas did, however, have a statute on uh, their code that said... If this were a heterosexual couple and there was genuine wedlock and the same exact thing happened, even though the husband had no biological relationship to the child in the lady's womb, he would have been listed as a parent. Basically, they were honoring wedlock, which is good and right, and that's our tradition. Um, right. But what happened, they said no to this, no to this gay marriage, these two lesbian ladies. It went up to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court looked at um, Arkansas statute and said, because you would do it for a heterosexual Mm. marriage you have to do it for this one yeah and uh, if you step back from that you say boy that's really creepy like we're starting to assign parental rights parental authority without biological relationship and without genuine covenantal relationship right. and it's not as weird as it should be for a lot of people because we've already lost what wedlock is we've we've basically we don't even know what wedlock is so it doesn't seem strange to us right uh, but wedlock is um far more important than we understand and it's God himself actually binding a man and a woman together he's making one new thing in place of the two um, and that is an actual marriage covenant God himself has established it and there's a head and there's a body and then when the children come they're a part of that one thing and the Bible continues to speak this way the Bible speaks of this way several times of course Joshua as for me and my house we will serve the Lord Job sacrificing for his children and one of my favorites is, of course, the Philippian jailer who's a Gentile, 
And the Apostle Paul and Silas look at him when he says, what must I do to be saved? And they say, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and your house. Yeah. And you step back from that text in Acts and you say, "Why? how in the world, on what warrant can the apostles speak that way? Right. I mean, I've, I'm a part of a tradition that cares a lot about missions work and evangelism and altar calls. And I've said, I've never seen, I've never seen that happen before. Like that would be really amazing to be on the mission field somewhere. And for somebody to know something about the house, understand something about the house in such a way that you look to the head and say, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and your house. Right. And if you said that, it's just going to absolutely shock American evangelicals. Right. That's because we've bought into this atomized understanding of our existence where we rightly affirm individual rights and liberties, and we should keep on doing that. But we should also acknowledge that there's this thing called the family, and it's not like it's not just a matter of nominalism. Like we're not just putting that name. Right. Uh, we're actually talking about a reality. An entity. It, it's, it's an entity. It's a real thing. I mean, right. this, this, this cup of water is a real thing. I'm not just calling it a cup of water. It is a cup of water. And so is the family. Like there are the Sumters and the Shannons and the wrenches and the Longshores and we're real things. And God deals with us according, he deals according to the head. So if we mess up and screw up and do stupid things then our family's going to suffer and that's just the way it is. And if we live faithfully, then we're going to be blessed and uh, our family will be blessed. So, so those so are some of the principles. I, I grew up Presbyterian, so I don't know exactly how this works, but I've, I've heard that <laughs> there's sort of like this thing like, you know, every head bowed, you know, every, every, every head bowed, every, every eye closed. closed. It's a crying shame that you haven't and, ever been in and, this, and uh, I, like a Billy Graham situation. And, and then, <laughs> oh, like, I, have, I have. And then, and then like, and then they say something like, you know, if, if you like believed in Jesus, you know, you can raise your hand. You, you can know, walk so, to the front sometime. If you're modern, yeah. you get to turn your phone light on. Like lights down. Oh, and oh. That. is that how they do it now? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought, I, well, it's, <laughs> but I've, I mean, I've heard of people say like, you know, leave I, it to I, white people I, to I, ruin I, it, huh, Knox? I, I see that hand. Yes, yes. I see that hand. Charles Finney's responsible for all this. I, Charles I, I Finney. See that hand. Second, second great awakening. The little yeah. anxious bench down front. Yeah. But yeah. if they wanted to be a little bit more biblical, they would say, "I see that hand, and I see that house." And I see a thousand generations. <laughs> I mean, that, like you, that's sort of how you could yeah. do, like the the you know the the every every head bowed, every eye closed, covenantally. That's the kind of thing that happened that, in the Book of Acts, right? With the Philippian jailer. Now, indeed, right. uh, the apostles went there and they preached the gospel to everybody's home. Praise the Lord, right. right? And so, thank thank the Lord for that. And I want to continue to affirm that every individual must trust the Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't trust the Lord Jesus Christ as an individual, you're going to go to hell. Okay, so this is this is let's talk about some basic yeah gospel truth. Bible one on one. But it, but we all know that the, the evangelicals know that, and praise the Lord that we do. But what we don't know is that there's this covenanted entity called the house in the Old Testament. The Father's house continues to come up again and again. Um, and because the Christians have neglected that entity, and we started to um, not do our duty in discipling the nations about what this family actually is. Well, that's how we got this nonsense that we're experiencing now. That, I was, that's what I wanted to ask about. So when you were talking, there's a couple of things I was just thinking about. There is a um, Calvinistic blessing in our law that we've kind of lost. And just the idea that we would not look at a same sex union as uh, a wedlock. That's not a tradition that comes from anywhere else. It comes from a Christian heritage. It comes from a Calvinistic Christian heritage. And the fact that it's dissolving in our legal system means that it's dissolved already in our American society. So when you look, so when I, I guess the question too I'm having is what is it, where has it dissolved in Christendom? Because, you know, all Christians, they look at their family, they're Christian families. 
We believe that. We hold to wait, that. Wait, wait. No, you can have individuals be Christian, but the family can't be Christian. Okay. Well, some some people might think that. but <laughs> Like people, a nation. You can have individuals be Christian, but the nation valid, can't be Christian. But they don't act like that because every Christian that spanks their kid is bringing them underneath the covenant of the house. Yeah, that's abuse. And that's... <laughs> What's changed since I left? <laughs> so what much happened? <laughs> you know, so I guess <laughs> that's so true. It is abuse now, isn't it? If amongst Christians. I know. Um, so, yeah. But I guess you're answering my question. Yeah. What are some of the things that begin to dissolve in the, the Christian family that has the erosion all the way out to our American society? Yeah, I remember growing up in a church and there was this lovely old like hymn, God Give Us Christian Homes, Homes Where the Bible is Loved and Taught. Uh, it goes on and on. And so you're absolutely right that I think most conservative American Christians know that the family is a thing. And I said in the book, you know, what argument are you going to give when DCF comes knocking at your door and they say, hey, by the way, your children don't belong to you anymore? Um, what are you going to do? I said, well, first you reach for your 12 gauge Mossberg shotgun and you say, yep, you know, the, the 12 gauge here does say that they belong to me. And that's a good thing to say. But what are you going to say beyond that? Like, what makes your family what it is? Mm -hmm. Is it merely a matter of biological relationship? So you can say, like, go get the paternity test. I can prove to you that these kids belong to me. Or do you understand that children are a heritage from the Lord, as the psalm says? And that there's actually this entity that God himself has bound together that exists. So I think it's you have to move to this. We keep using the word covenant. It's a biblical term. It's used over 200 times, nearly 300 times in the Old Testament, used over 30 times in the New Testament. So if you're going to be a Berean and love the Bible, you have to deal with this word covenant. Uh, Malachi chapter 2, chapter, I think it's chapter 2, uh, actually speaks of you forsaken the wife of thy covenant. So mm -hmm. it calls marriage covenant marriage. That's the very thing that we've we've neglected. And um, <laughs> therefore, we have all the problems that we're having. So when, when Jill walks down the aisle... Right. Uh, Jack Thompson, Jill Williams, when Jill walks down the aisle um, after the ceremony, there's this new thing that didn't exist before. It's called Mr. And Mrs. Jack Thompson, just like the liturgy says. There's an actual bonded entity that now exists um, in that we are not thinking like that. So mm. conservative American Christianity is not thinking in those terms. Jared, um, it strikes me. This is kind of going in a slightly different direction. But um, while we've abandoned or been in the process of abandoning this notion of covenant and the influence of the covenant. So I, I would take Paul and Silas preaching that way to the Philippian jailer is understanding the way God has designed the world to work covenantally. So there's this gravity that's built in. It seems to me right now we got um, other sort of substitute covenantal uh -huh. entities going on. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not on TikTok, but apparently there's like TikTok influencers, for example, um, or, or whatever, these people who, um, who say things, who, who claim things, who, who, who fly a flag, you know, whatever it's BLM or me too, or, you know, hashtag whatever, or the Ukrainian flag, or now it's the Palestinian flag or whatever it is. That's like the cool club and everybody's just in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in, um, it's almost like you've got this, this, um, mirror of, of what, um, of what real covenantal Christianity is supposed to be. When you have men leading their families and taking responsibility and discipling their families, we, we, when, as we've abdicated that, we have these like pseudo 
versions of covenant, which is, I, I mean, that's what the lesbian marriage kind of is in a sense too. But have you thought about that? Yeah. Yeah. It's a not whether, but which situation, right? So it's not whether you'll have covenant, but which covenant you'll have. Right. Um, and if you don't have the family covenant or if you don't have the, actually what I would call the God designed family covenant, you're going to have some other way to solve the problem. You have to because right. of the way the world works. Um, I think, I think I put this in the book too. I mentioned like, say you got Jack and Jill and they're married and you got Bob single guy, single Bob. Mm -hmm. And in a case of adultery, Bob sleeps with Jill. Baby pops up in Jill's womb. And I asked the students at NSA this question. I usually draw a stick figure on the board, draw a head, body. Say this, when you get married, there's a head and there's a body. You understand? Mm -hmm. Headship is about this organic entity that now exists, Jack and Jill. And then I draw a little circle on the middle of the stick figure where the belly is. And now there's a baby in there. Well, whose body is the baby in? And they all like, all of a sudden their eyes pop and they're like, Jack's. I'm like, yeah, it is. Hmm. Baby's in Jack's body. Hmm. And then I remind them, if you say that Dr. Longshore said that men could get pregnant, I will deny it outright. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that's what you were saying. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you can see it. Uh, right. So, uh, so what's going on there? Who does the child belong to? Who's the child belong to? Them. Who, who, who gets to be the dad right. is the question. Now, all, if you all you're saying, if, if the infidelity came in, yeah, yeah, if the, the infidelity mama, came in, mama got pregnant. The covenant by the head, yeah, is the head. Who's the, yeah. Yeah, exactly? Yeah, the covenant head right. is the head, exactly. Not, not the sperm donor. Who's yeah. the, who's the covenant yeah. head? These even, the, even if you have to know the sperm donor. Yeah, these yeah. are the radical questions that come up when you start to think about how this weird thing called pedo baptism. You start to ask these questions. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you're like a bunch of Baptists uh, are like, see, right. you're like, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, because you start asking questions. Adoption, like who, who gets what? Oh man, you just raised that one for me. You start to deal with society. And the question is, are you, who are you going to say is a dad? And I'm going to tell you that Jack has first rights of paternity. Well, you're missing something theonomically, though, too, aren't you? It's not. I don't know. What is it? Well, if that's his body and she has committed adultery, <laughs> I mean, there's a death penalty here. Potentially on the table, right? Only if he presses charges. Potentially on the table. That's what I mean by that, right? Yeah. But the. The covenantal thing, so you know, we could talk about the theonomy thing, but the covenantal thing is like super fascinating and totally needs to be recovered. And that illustration says people actually have to remember that Bob is doesn't get to be the covenantal father, right? That, yeah, just because he's the sperm donor, yeah, right, right. That's how it, it's because we thought Bob would get to be the covenantal father because he was a sperm donor that we have the craziness with artificial reproductive technologies. And I saw something just hit the internet recently where they have like oh, thirty thousand babies. Like the, yeah. somebody's Waiting got a, in the bank some, somebody's got a of vision thing. of like this place yeah. of growing babies in yeah. in artificial wombs. Right. Like yeah, all yeah. of that, all of that is crazy rot that comes from lack of covenant. Lack of, yeah, of yeah. covenant. So covenant actually holds everything together of, of so, who's who belongs to who and what. So yes. I was, so I was just thinking about this. Uh, we were just talking about these like you know pseudo false covenants, and I, and I and just it dawned on me. I, I, I read Isaiah not too long ago, and uh, in Isaiah twenty eight, um, it says, uh, "Wherefore hear the word of the Lord, you scornful men that rule this people which is in Jerusalem, because you have said we have made a covenant with death, and with hell are we at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us, and for we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves." Mm. Um, and then God says, you know, too bad. I'm going to crush you anyways. And I'm going to disannul your covenant with death. Um, but it seems to me that e even there, it's like, even when it's with death, 
God says, yeah, you've made a covenant with death. You think that covenant with shale, with the grave is going to protect you with lies, with falsehoods, with, um, uh, it's like, there's a real covenant reality there yeah. with death. Yeah. The whole, the whole uh, world is, is, is bound this way because so, and I make this pivot in the book. So I, I start with, I want to start with marriage because that's, it, it's tangible. It's practical. And people know that there's a problem because of a burger fell. But once you recover this fact that uh, God actually bonds two people together and there's a head and there's a body and he actually did something, there's this bonded entity. Um, then there's a whole chapter on the covenant of grace. That's what I was just going to ask you about. Okay. Yeah. And why is the world, why is the world covenantal? Well, because God has a bride. Yeah. And uh, does mm. God have a bride? How many brides does he have? One. One. Okay. He's so monogamous. He's monogamous. And, um, and, and, the same kind of thing that happens between husband and wife, this bonded entity. There's now this bonded entity. There's a, there's a bride on earth mm-hmm. right now, the visible church, which is bonded as the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is a bride. Multiple texts of scriptures speak of God as, yeah. as having as having a bride. And then you have to start thinking about that bride and the sanctification of that bride. And that's going to change your whole outlook and how you think about the church of God. So our fractured American church, like super crazy fractured. Right. Um, we're like, well, we're polygamous. Like we're polygamous in that way. We think God has a whole bunch of brides. So recovering this idea that God has one bride, a covenanted bride, and they are his people. And um, of course, then the, the, the big whammy is about when a man calls upon the name of the Lord, as the Philippian jailer did, well, his family comes into, into that visible church with right. him. That's a very yeah. Westminster Confession of Faith kind of thing to say. Yeah, the, the bride of Christ right now has like a rainbow flag tramp stamp. <laughs> Ouch. Don't you have an ad to read? That, that's funny. Okay. That's funny. Sales, <laughs> Sales Nexus is the platform Fight Laugh Feast uses to manage all of our subscribers and email updates. If you're using MailChimp, HubSpot, or, or Salesforce for email marketing, CRM, and sales, you probably know they've been canceling voices of freedom and truth. That's why we switched to Sales Nexus. Sales Nexus is a complete business marketing and sales solution that won't tell you what you should say or believe. For more information, visit salesnexus.com. That's salesnexus.com. Um, so I think it's easy to kind of look at like Obergefell, abortion, um, you know, uh, some of the historical cases that Jeff Schaefer kind of points out yeah. in, this, in this conversation that have basically attacked marriage and gotten to this point where marriage is destroyed civilly. Where... And where, how, what, how's the church's thinking led to kind of this, um, um, you know, destruction of marriage even within the church? Uh, the church's problem is that we as Christians don't want to live out this covenantal family. We'd rather talk about the disillusion of it in American society than deal with it in our yeah. own household. And what I've tried to push this book and where I want to push people is, um, you take it, this, I mean, this week it's Thanksgiving. And if you're a father, if you're a husband or a father, you're the head of a household in such a way that you can actually offer a sacrifice and God will pay attention to it for your family. Right. 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 And that's not going to be that's a sacrifice. You know, yeah. I'm not recommending you go get a goat and cut cut its throat. It's not what I'm recommending. Right. But um, we, you offer I'm your, sacrificing a turkey uh, this, this week. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> that's that's true. True. Yeah. I'm going to smoke that's it. That's I'm going to let the incense burn up to the yes. Lord and rise yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Praise okay, the Lord. Right. Praise the Lord for right. that. Yeah. Um, but you offer yourself as a living and holy sacrifice, and
and you should be doing that always mindful of your family that's right always mindful that you are the head and then you start to see things so um i I still think that we have a problem with conservatives in this nation that are either nominally christian or 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 genuine uh, um, faithful evangelical christians Uh, but they they watch fox news or um, they watch Daily Wire, uh, or they watch Cross Politics. That's where we're trying to get them to. Or they yeah. watch, or they watch Cross Politics. But you can watch any of those three, and you can get done and do absolutely nothing. nothing. Yeah, you sure. can do zero. You felt good about now, yourself, and you did nothing. If you watch Fox, you're going to be a grumpy muffin yeah. and yeah. do nothing. Okay. If you watch Daily Wire, you're going to kind of think you're cool, and you're going to think, man, oh, Michael Knowles and that whole Catholic thing. Like, there's just a lot. Boy, we really need to up our game, and you're going to do nothing. Yeah. And if you watch cross politic, you're going to feel like this joy and this spirit and fervor that you all have here because you're you're embedded here in Moscow. You're actually doing these things, and they're what people are watching you do them. But if you don't live by faith and you watch cross politic and do nothing, you're going to be really messed up because this is actually the place where you can come to get the get what you need to to change. But you actually have to do it. So like you have to um, you you go God, you're a prophet, priest, king in the home. And you say God, please bless these children, and then He'll bless them. But you have to like pray about it. You have to do it, or you have to. If you're seeing like stinky things in the family, and that's because there's stinky things in you, and yeah. so you have to like repent of the stinky things and bring joy and thanksgiving. I can guarantee if if Christian fathers would say, you know what, we're buying a turkey and we're going to celebrate and we're going to give thanks to the Lord, and I'm not, I'm, we're not going to, I'm not going to walk in there and be like, you give thanks to the Lord, little guy. Yeah. But I'm actually going to give thanks to the Lord. Like I'm going to be a cheerful person and a grateful person. The way the world works. That's going to spill over. Mm-hmm. So so our big problem is um, not living covenantally, not actually saying, okay, I actually see this in the Bible. I believe this is the way the world works. And um, I'm not only the head of a tribe, but I'm actually the head of this particular tribe, this particular household that is linked up to God's covenant of grace. Okay, So I'm actually mm. dealing with the Lord for their welfare. I mean, it's just back to the old pastor dad thing. Like that really is what we have to recover if we're going to see any kind of recover in society. You know, can you give some other examples of what you're talking about living covenantally? One of the things you did here, I think this was good. And we always talk about this is education. So education is one of the ways we live covenantally, right? Is there anything else outside of that too, that you can think of? I can say the biggest thing that happened covenantally. Okay. It's crazy. Um, when the, when the covenant like fully popped for me, I was like, oh boy. You baptized. All- I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd already baptized two of mine uh, as a pastor by immersion. And then the other five got baptized. But I remember looking at my wife and I was like, you are far freer of a woman than we understand. And you are far more my body than we have understood. Mm. Hmm. Spell that, that out. It was Spell super it weird, dude. What, what, and it was, uh, and what you? turns the hearts of the fathers to the children, the hearts of the children to the fathers. So if, if you're not, if you don't have the covenant thing going, all right, and I'm not talking about a pedo credo thing at this point. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. if you don't have this concept, but you are that, that God actually, <laughs> I'm not precisely talking about that, right. that, right. that, um, that God is the one who has these people. You know why we have all these stupid Twitter fights? Like they're so stupid. Yeah. You know why we do that? It's because we don't understand the covenant. If you would pray like one sixteenth as much as you tweet, we would solve all of our problems. You understand? <laughs> like just one six to give me one sixteenth mm-hmm. of your tweets. You spend in the prayer closet with the Lord, praying yeah. for the guy that you know is doing you the wrong or whatever, that's yeah. acting like a fool. Yeah. And what happens is the covenant goes, that dude is my dude. So the dude punching me in the face. 
like slandering me on the internet, he's my dude. Because he's part of the body of Christ. He's a part of the body of Christ. Yeah. And he's a naughty he's a naughty member. He's, like, <laughs> he's a naughty boy. He's like yeah. he's like Saul. Saul's trying to pin me to the wall right now, but you know I'm just gonna juke him. I'm gonna let the spear hit the wall. Yeah. And then I'm gonna say, Oh, you know, and then I'm gonna speak of speak of Saul in the way that David spoke of Saul. Yeah. Um after his death. So you when the, the covenant thing, you realize God is the one who has done it, and you stop trying to grip and grab and choke people out. Um, it, it, you know you're looking for the promises of God, mm-hmm. right? You're doing it, but you're doing it open-handedly. You're trusting the Lord. You're identifying the wrongs that exist in the world and exist in your family, exist in the church of God, and yeah. then you're speaking to those things, but you're doing it all by faith. It's always a Philippian jailer thing. I'm speaking, trusting the Lord. I'm praying, yeah. trusting the Lord, and that is my dude. Well, and part of part of that is like, you know, when people say all evil men are things of you, like it doesn't freak you out because you know God is sovereign over it all you know um that he's over the body of our body the the body the, the his wife the church and and so you aren't um panicking because someone slanders you you aren't um you know wigging out because you don't you don't got to respond to everything on twitter because you know God ultimately is going to bring all things under his judgment and and so being a, you know being part of the body of Christ and and I got a brother on the other side of of the world coming after me, it, it, it you know, I, I, I believe I trust in Lord. I believe, um, that, you know, we've been righteous and before God, I, not, I, you know, I don't care what man thinks about me. I don't even care what my brother on the other side of the world slanders me and what he's saying there, because I know before God that we're, that we're living righteously and, and trying to be as faithful as we can where we're at. And so whatever he says over there, it, it like it, the, the covenant promises of God build confidence mm. in my relationship with the Lord, um, even when I'm slandered or, or attacked by another brother in Christ, because I, I, I'm confident, I'm trusting, I'm resting in God and, and through all this. Jerry, could you talk about when you said your wife, you said when this hit, yeah, you realized, this, yeah, yeah. you said your wife was freer than you thought, and you thought you're far more of my body than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. It's a double, it's a double whammy, isn't it? It's, um. Well, let me put it in another context and then see if I can bring it back to the family. I was a part of the Southern Baptist Convention. I was in Florida. I was at Founders Ministries, and we were a pretty rowdy bunch in the SBC, Uh, 50,000 churches. We would would write articles, and then a guy at one of the seminaries, like in Kansas or something, would – would retweet it. Well, there would be a power, powerful head in Nashville, Tennessee, that could pick up the phone and call that guy and or call the president of the seminary who'd call the dean in his office who'd go down to the professor's office and tell him to take it down. So the whole system, it's this massive hierarchical system. I mean, those Baptists, they love hierarchy. <laughs> you have this hierarchical so they'll be great with presbyteries. <laughs> yeah. Then, huh? yeah, I mean, people think people think that there's not, and it's like, you wait, uh, you, look, you map out the structures they're, on the whiteboard. They're, and they're, they're, more, they're more Anglican than Anglicans. <laughs> all, things, all things are covenantal. All things are covenantal, <laughs> including the SBC. Yeah. Um, okay, but there's this grippy, grippy, I mean, it's always, it's like this power struggle crazy thing. Um, but there's no freedom. It's a suffocating kind of place. Now, okay, you can map that onto a household. We all know of households that are like, right. we're going to do hierarchy. And the, so the, I've, there's been this, there's been a recovery of patriarchy, which is good. Um, we, we, we went from like soft complementarianism to yeah. broad complementarianism to patriarchy, and that's all good. But I'm telling you, if you don't get covenant, right, you are going to do, domineer over them. Okay, that's the only uh, that's the only option. Now, covenant is not a secret mm. doctrine. It's not a secret sauce doctrine. It's you you have to be faithful. 
Okay, and if you're faithful and you're confused about the covenant, it's going to be great. Um, okay, it's, it's not it's not <laughs> right. just like this is that you understand. I'm not talking about a silver bullet that's going to solve all of your problems, yeah. but I am saying um, the covenant idea is is all there in what the apostle said to the Philippian jailer. Right? Are you trusting the Lord? Um, so I just realized it was crazy. I mean, to realize that my children and my household was in the visible church, like period, full stop, because I came in as as all professors of the true religion and their and their children are in the visible church. That's the Westminster Confession of Faith. And, and these things dawn on you as a as a Baptist. You're like, oh my goodness, like God just did it. God just did it. And so you you go, ooh, like anywhere I was being kind of grabby. Like you realize how silly it is when you're like, oh no, but God's made promises. Like the promises are there, and that's what creates freedom mm-hmm. with your people. So your people are free um, because because the promises are there, and the the leaders, the head, are trusting the promises. Okay, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean they don't care and they don't shepherd and they don't correct it. They do all of that, but it's actually like you're not doing anything in fear. You're trusting the Lord. Um, the same kind of principle happened here in Moscow. I've been here for two years. In the world I was in, like that reformed evangelical world is so, uh, there's all these different ministries and they're all like, it's always about like, you know, who down the chain of command yeah. tweeted something they shouldn't have. <laughs> and, and, and people, Woo! of well, course, well, speak on it then. Of course, speak on it. They project that people project over here right. where you have a super decentralized place. Right. Some right. of this could be the Northwest, but I've never seen a place so decentralized. Like, <laughs> this place is decentralized. Yeah. This is what this is. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's lovely because of a friend, I have to translate for friends. That are like, I just can't believe that Doug Wilson would let that let those guys on cross politics say what they I'm like, Doug doesn't talk. There's a whole bunch of stuff that he would not be letting us know. hilarious. You know, and uh, uh there's just a super yeah. freedom which lets everybody grow. So yeah, like that right. Psalm 128. Blessed is a man who fears the Lord, mm. right? And what happens? Well, his children are like olive plants around his table. His wife's like a fruitful vine. Right. They can grow because they can breathe right. um, because dad, the covenantal head, is trusting the Lord. That's you really know, one of, one of the other things related to, the you know, why, um, uh, uh, you know, the, the patriarchy only best thrives in covenant, um, in, in a covenant structure is because the, the covenant, it functions in terms of representation, not like absolute authority. It's it's representation. And so I know as a father, I'm not the absolute authority in my house. Now, I I am the representative authority in my house, but I'm not the absolute standard. I'm not the absolute, um, you know, my, my children don't have to obey me absolutely. If I command them to go steal a pack of gum from the store, my, my kids have every authority to say no. Yes. That's disobeying and God. And men were made to live that way. So when they realize that they're representatives. Yeah. That's when they start to actually fulfill their duties. That's right. They're like, "Oh my goodness, I'm representing my people. I've got these people. Yeah, um, I'm responsible." Well, yeah. When the, when the weight of that you're representing God and His standards, yeah. <laughs> you want to get that kind of part, that stuff right. That, you know? that really is the difference between biblical godly patriarchy and toxic yes. patriarchy. Yeah. There Absolutely. really is such a thing as toxic patriarchy. Yeah, and it's men who um, who live like. Absolute Muslims who, who, yeah. who think yeah. who think that they mm-hmm. that they're just the boss man mm-hmm. and so they can order everything around. But if you recognize that you're yeah you're responsible, you're Your a representative. Given yeah, it's delegated authority. It's yeah. it's not yours absolutely. Uh, that you're that you're to you're to lead by by serving these people uh, well. 
um, that, that, that changes the game. Mm. And that, 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 that's, it's a protection to dad, to yeah. the kids, to mom, to everybody. But I think, yeah. but I do think that that is, that's at the center of what we need to recover in this land. Amen. I mean, the, the, you, you, you can't, I mean, we, we don't understand this. And so we don't have representatives at the state and city and national yeah, level. That's right. We think this way. We yeah, don't think this right. way. They don't think yeah. this way. And this is why our system's broke. Right. Um, you, you, we can't have that. We can't have that covenant covenantal or mm-hmm. federal, which is you know, the same word. We can't have that federal system working for us in the civil yeah, sphere. That's right. If we're not working that federal, mm-hmm. um, uh, a juice in the in the family or in mm. the church. The case for the Christian family available at Canon Press or Amazon. I'm guessing. Yeah, both. All right, go pick it up. No. I got. Um, I'm gonna steal my producer's copy. All right, <laughs> Jared. Thank you for joining us. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This. It's cross politics. Oh, feels so good to hear Knox do that instead of me. Yeah, it does. He did pretty good. <laughs> the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and marrow. Through the Spirit, God's Word changes lives. It cuts us to the heart and reshapes us. As you strive to read and study scripture, having a good set of tools can help. From setting reminders for a great reading plan to word studies and commentaries that shed light on difficult passages to listening on the go, the Olive Tree Bible app can help you dig into the word wherever you are. Olive Tree Bible app, read, study, listen, anywhere.